Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to a 58 Ember production. Hey everyone, I'm your host Emily and welcome to Sideline Edit. Here I'll be curating and breaking down what's trending in the world of sports on and off the field. I'll leave you with just the right amount of information so that you can join in on any sports conversation and not feel totally lost. You'll know what the big game of the week was, what event to be on the lookout for next, what team is hot, who had the best game day fit, because trust me, the game day fashion is elite. And I'll also just be filling you in on who some of these main characters are so that you can get a better understanding of why I and so many other people out there are just so obsessed with the world of sports. And I always say, I truly think sports are the best reality TV out there. And so I'm excited for you to see that too. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another Monday episode of Sideline Edit. We are here today to cover that divisional round of the NFL playoffs. And I want to go ahead and start with the Houston Texans at the Baltimore Ravens. And I feel like the big story going into this game was about Lamar Jackson, the quarterback for the Ravens, And now he has only won one playoff game in his career. And kind of a similar, though not as bad and as extreme, situation to the Cowboys. But basically that the Ravens with Lamar are very strong during the regular season. And then they just haven't performed in the playoffs. So that's kind of the noise that's in Lamar's head prepping for this game. He does not want it to be just the same story over again. And so he's fired up about this game and they're coming off that bye since they were number one in their division. And so this is the first game of the playoffs for the Ravens. And I would say the Ravens did start a little slow, looking a little sleepy coming off after that bye. The first half, it was tied 10 to 10. Everyone's still in it, but then the Ravens really turned it around the second half and they ended up scoring 24 points with Houston scoring zero points in the second half. And that's where we really got to see this Ravens team that is possible Super Bowl winners. Lamar still looking strong, so strong in fact, that he made history in this game being the first quarterback since at least 1948 in the regular season or playoffs with at least two touchdown passes to run touchdown passes over 100 yards rushing and 100 passer rating in the same game. So that is why he's predicted to be league MVP. And even after the game, the Texans head coach said the way that Lamar performed in this game just exemplifies how he should be the league MVP. 
And I feel like the Ravens team as a whole just looks better and better. I feel like Lamar is always the focus, but it's like the rest of the team, like they're all strong too. This is really a team to beat. And I am so excited for their matchup next week. And so I'll dive into that on my Friday episode. Also, can we take a second to just say how, what a good year for the Harbaugh brothers. One Harbaugh brother winning the college football championship and then another one potentially still in the running to win the Super Bowl championship. How crazy would that be if both of them win their respective championships in the same season? That would be pretty cool. I also want to take a second to acknowledge the Texans. Now that their season is over, they had the rookie quarterback, CJ Stroud, first time head coach. I mean, truly a team that people just felt like would be in rebuild mode and not really expecting this much from them. And so just such a great season from the Texans. And I'm excited to watch them next year. And then the next game is the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers. And to be honest, I have mixed feelings about this game. I'm not really sure how to feel. Going into the playoffs, I really like both of these teams. Happy that both of them were there. Actually, with the eight teams that played this weekend, I would say I would have been happy with seven out of the eight winning. Like there was just one team that was like, oh, I don't really want them to win, which was the Chiefs just because they just won the Super Bowl. But everybody else, I wouldn't have been disappointed if they won. And with this game in particular, I typically root for the 49ers. I like them being a fan of the NFC. I've really wanted them to do better than they have the past few years. They just have so much potential and then have fallen short of being in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl. And so I root for the 49ers. One thing I don't love about the 49ers, though, is that they can be pretty aggressive. (laughs) I feel like with picking fights, with talking about the other teams they just can be a little dramatic of like wanting revenge on teams and you just see it in games they are so aggressive and you definitely saw it in this game they are passionate and heated and sometimes it can be a little bit of a bad look whereas on the other side of the field with the green bay packers they are the youngest team in the nfc right now which is exciting we'll be seeing a lot more of this team and they ended up losing this game but i still feel like this season is just such a win for them with matt lafleur their head coach really having to rebuild this team and jordan love their quarterback's first season as a starter like just such a good show from the packers And I feel like with this game, similar to how the Ravens were, the 49ers were a little slow off the start. I was a little worried for a second. I was like, I need them to be performing better if they're potentially going to win this game and then go on to the next round. Like they have to be looking better and they did eventually turn it on, but it did just feel like a little off, a little sleepy. Brock Purdy, their quarterback, just had a lot of throws that were slightly off. And I feel like after this game, like the 49ers, you could tell they didn't feel like they played a great game. And even one of their star players, Christian McCaffrey, said it didn't look good. They knew that they have to be better for their game next week. It's just like neither team was completely on. Jordan Love had some missed plays that could have been real like difference makers in this game. And I feel like kind of the same went with the 49ers and it ended up being just 21 to 24 game. 
And I do have to say it was also very rainy. And so that was definitely playing against both of those teams. You kept seeing the quarterbacks trying to wipe their hands dry just to throw the football. And so there was definitely some elements involved as well. But I do feel like if there's one team that really knows how to take the bad plays and just really assess it and do better next time, it's the 49ers. They're the team that really turned it around after their bye week earlier in the season. They have Kyle Shanahan as their head coach. I feel really good about them going on to the rest of the playoffs because I feel like they're so good at adjusting and they know that this was an off game. And so I feel like they're going to be even more conscious of how can we actually really show up, be impactful for their game next week. And the next game is the Tampa Bay Bucks at the Detroit Lions. And the Lions have obviously been the big story, I feel like, all season, just talking about them and this comeback season for them. Jared Goff, their quarterback, after basically being told by the Rams, we don't want you, you're not good enough, being traded to the Lions, Dan Campbell, their coach, all the things that has happened with the Lions that I know I've talked about all season long. And then them playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who I think have surprised us all. Baker Mayfield surprising us. And this game, I think people could have seen it not being as close as it was, but it really was such a good game. And I think the Bucs staying in it as long as they did. I mean, it really went down to, at the very end, Baker Mayfield threw an interception and that was the end of the game. And because of that interception at the end of the game, the Lions got the ball back and Jared Goff got to do a few knees and just hear how crazy the fans in Detroit were going and really just like take it all in. And he just said, just what a great moment that was now that they're going to have to play on the road the rest of the playoffs and so just such a cool moment for them and again Jared Goff being good enough for the Lions. This is the Lions second playoff win this year which they have not done since 1957. So now they have to go and play the 49ers next week in San Francisco to potentially be going to the Super Bowl, which the Lions have never played in the Super Bowl. Not only have they never won a Super Bowl, they've never even played in the Super Bowl. And so I feel like all these stats just speak to the gravity of what is happening for the Lions and why so many people are talking about them and why so many people are excited just to see the success in Detroit. All right, now on to the main event here, the Kansas City Chiefs at the Buffalo Bills. The big story here is obviously that it's Patrick Mahomes' first ever away playoff game in the NFL, which again is just so, so crazy. But similar to how Lamar had the noise all week, Patrick also had this noise all week calling this out, wondering if he could perform in Buffalo since he's never had to play a road game. But I feel like we should all know this by now is that you can never count out Patrick Mahomes. And for some reason, the Chiefs are the Bills kryptonite in the playoffs. And it really is like a playoff thing specific to the playoffs. When Josh Allen has played Patrick Mahomes in the regular season, the Bills have won 3-1. to one. But now with the playoffs, they are 0-3. and three. The Chiefs have won every time with Patrick Mahomes versus Josh Allen in the playoffs. 
And this was just really Patrick proving that they can play anywhere. They don't need to have the home field advantage. They can truly play everywhere and still make it to that AFC championship game. And since Patrick Mahomes has been in the NFL, since the 2018 season, they have made it to the AFC championship game every single season. And so we just really can't, we can't count them out. It is a crazy record that he has, but this man makes it to the AFC championship. He has never not. That is just so, so wild. And I don't want to harp on like the specific plays or anything too much. I feel like with this game, while watching it, the Bills were never out, but they also never felt completely on. There were a lot of like missed opportunities as someone rooting for the Bills. I was worried. I never felt very comfortable like you can ever feel when these two teams are playing each other. There was honestly just some bad calls, some bad coaching I felt like. Like the fake punt return was just like why? There was just, I don't know, it's it was just disappointing. And I feel like you can't blame Josh Allen. He played well. He was playing pretty smart and clean. He didn't like have any crazy mistakes. A lot of people just weren't open. I feel like there's one dimensional strategy of we're just going to run the ball because the Chiefs are really good at defending us when we have our receivers out there. That wasn't a very smart plan. You just can't win these big games when you're being one dimensional. You have to have weapons. You have to use your weapons. You can't be afraid that just because the defense is good that you have to pivot yourself to only one style of playing. Like that's just not gonna get the job done. And I really feel like the Kansas City defense won them the game. They were just so good at stopping what Buffalo was doing and Buffalo wasn't very creative with how can we switch it up or do something different to get some momentum going. They were basically just doing enough to stay in the game, but nothing to really win the game. Of course, Patrick Mahomes was on it doing well, but I feel like the Kansas City defense just really, really impressed me. And I just hate that the game ends with the Bills trying to go for a field goal to tie the game and their kicker misses the field goal. And you might have heard like Peyton Manning always says that he's always rooting for the offense. No matter what teams are playing, he's always rooting for the offense. I feel like this is how I feel with kickers. I just always want the kicker to kick and get the field goal because how stressful. And I feel like people were blaming him after the game, but there were so many opportunities for the Bills to obviously be in a position where that wasn't the situation that they had to be in. And so not the kicker's fault. I just always, I feel for them. And with this loss, the Bills have now lost three straight divisional round games in the playoffs. I'm worried about the Bills. I felt like this really was their year to win. I hope I'm pleasantly surprised next season, but we won't get into all of that right now. But one thing I do want to get into was just the antics that we had going on in the Kansas City box. We had obviously Taylor Swift, but we also had Jason Kelsey. And the Jason Kelsey antics did not start in the box. He was going through the Bills tailgates outside, drinking all the drinks with fans and everything. And then he gets up to the box He's shirtless. He's jumping in and out of the box so effortlessly. I am very impressed how effortlessly he was jumping in and out of the box. 
how beloved Jason Kelsey is really was exemplified there. People love him with all the attention Travis has gotten. People might think that like, oh, he's just a byproduct of that. But like, no, he has always just been so well-respected, so well-liked. And he really is the one shepherd Travis to give him the opportunity that he has. It was just fun seeing him. And I feel like he gave Taylor Swift a little bit of a break from the spotlight. He was stealing the show. And when kind of thinking of how to close these games, a little thought that kind of came into my brain is that the Lions are what the Bills wish they were. And I hate to say that, and I feel like it's a little bit of a hot take, but the Bills, I feel like historically, everyone says they are cursed. They went to four Super Bowls in a row and did not win any of them. And I feel like the Lions have just been in such a drought and they've never won the Super Bowl. They've been able to do it, show up strong, have smart coaching, like all the elements that you need to get the job done. And I feel like that's what the Bills have wanted for so long and have just always fallen short. And so I feel like the Lions, they're they're doing what the Bills wish that they could be doing. And I love it for the Lions, but I hate it for the Bills. And I want to close on this really weird logo theory that you might have seen going around. But if you haven't seen it, bear with me because it's a little bit of a stretch, but it is kind of crazy. But essentially this logo theory is every year the Super Bowl makes a logo that they use to promote the Super Bowl. It looks pretty similar from year to year, but a few things change like the colors, the scenery in the background typically has to do with the city that they're going to be playing in for the Super Bowl. And so this theory has only been true the past two times, but could be true this third time. And so this theory starts with Super Bowl 56, which was just a few years ago. And so in the logo of that Super Bowl, you have an orange on top within the text, the color of the text, you have orange. And on the bottom, you have yellow. And these are logos that I've made up before we know what teams are going to be in the Super Bowl. So the top, we have orange. The bottom, we have yellow. The two teams that played in that Super Bowl was the Cincinnati Bengals, who are orange, and then the Los Angeles Rams, the Rams horn, and it's yellow. You have an orange team and a yellow team. The orange team logo is on top, and then the yellow team, the colorway, is on the bottom. And so the bottom team, the Los Angeles Rams, win that Super Bowl. The next year, Super Bowl 57, you have the Philadelphia Eagles, who are like that tealish green color, and then you have the Kansas City Chiefs, which are red. In the logo for that year, the top colorway is green, and the bottom is red. And in that year, last year, the bottom team, Kansas City, won the Super Bowl. So the same thing that happened last year. And then this upcoming Super Bowl logo for Super Bowl 58, you have red on the top and purple on the bottom. And I feel like this imagery started getting passed around because The San Francisco 49ers are the top seed for the NFC and the Baltimore Ravens are the top seed for the AFC. 49ers are red and the Ravens are purple. And so this theory could continue if we end up having a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl and the Ravens win the Super Bowl. Like I said, it's a stretch, but 
would be kind of interesting if that weird streak continued. And I feel like a lot of stress will now go into what are we going to pick as the design of these logos. I'll show it to you on Instagram because it's interesting. It's an interesting theory we have going on. And like I always say, sports are the greatest reality TV. You truly can't make this stuff up. We love to pretend that everything's scripted in the NFL, but somehow things turn out in the wildest way that we can ever imagine. And with that, thank you for tuning in to this episode and I will see you on Friday. This has been a 58 Ember production. For more shows, please visit the 58 Ember channel, 58ember.com, or find us at 58 Ember Media on socials.